a newsy jacuzzi. A whirlpool of news and information with me, Lila Shivshanka Prickett, and... With me, Lindy Prickett. So we want to know, are you feeling thankful? We sure are, and we're not alone. It looks like not just one, but several vaccines for COVID-19 are around the corner. Well, look at what that means for the likes of you and me. And talking about being grateful, we'll tell the tale of the British man who survived the virus, two tropical diseases, and now, you guessed it, a snake attack. We'll hear how another COVID survivor said thank you to hospital staff. Speaking of gratitude, it's Thanksgiving in America, which means it's time to eat. And that's not all. We'll also have a report on the coolest tech story of the year, the Super Squid Bot. And as if that weren't enough, we'll end with a very sweet audible story. Let's call it dessert. Alrighty then, let's dive on in. First up, the The big news story of the week. For the past few weeks, we've been reporting news about vaccines that have done well in test trials. Hooray! Indeed, but what does it actually mean? The end of the lockdown, the return of normal life, classrooms, playdates, going on swings and slides. Whoa, hold on there, cowgirl. Sadly, it's not that easy. It's not actually the vaccine that will return our lives to normal, but the vaccination. Ah. In other words, getting Everyone, the vaccine requires lots of work and organization and cooperation. It's a massive undertaking. Then? Okay, let's back up a sec. So you know that a vaccine is a substance or a potion used to get your own body to produce something called... Antibodies. Right, which do... Fight the disease. That's right. But developing the vaccine is just the first step in the vaccination journey. All aboard! So each of these vaccines is different, right? One of them, the Pfizer vaccine, has to be kept so cold... (sighs) Yeah, but you can't pack a blizzard, so something called dry ice is needed the whole way of the journey. And get this, there might not even be enough dry ice in the world right now. So then, no dry ice, no vaccine? Right again. So remote areas and developing countries like India would lose out. Luckily, other vaccinations are easier to store. But still, how do we move these vaccines around the world and around countries? You'll have to get a lot of sanitized glass just to transport it for a start. Then you'll need a lot of nurses, never mind needles, to give the shot. Ah, yeah, and most vaccines are going to need two doses. Two shots? <laughs> so that's twice the journey and twice the work. And doctors and nurses get it first. And then the old and frail. So experts predict it won't be till the middle of next year that the majority of us will get vaccinated and life might begin to return to normal. Oh, brother. I know. But when you start to feel sorry for yourself, It would be a good idea to keep the tale of Ian Jones in mind. Oh yeah, the bad luck of the British charity worker in India. For this, I gotta go to my piano. Well, once upon a time, 
Just a few days ago, a British man moved to India to run a charity for Rajasthan craftspeople. Well, India is known to have a mosquito or two. And unfortunately, the mosquitoes here carry diseases like malaria. And dengue fever. And would you believe Mr. Jones got both of those? And that's not all. He also got the nasty old coronavirus. And as if that weren't enough, well, one evening, his dog, Rocky, started barking. So Mr. Jones did what any dog lover would do. He reached out to soothe the pooch. When... A cobra, frightened by the sudden movement, bit him twice. But he's made of tough stuff. He survived, and hopefully the loss of his eyesight and some leg movement will just be temporary. Whew, what a story. I'm never going to complain about my bad luck again. I hear ya, and neither is the man who's playing this. American music teacher who was in intensive care at a hospital with COVID-19 for a month. Unable to speak because he had medical tubes in his mouth, he chose to show his thanks and appreciation to the hospital staff in the best way he could. Speaking of gratitude... It's Thanksgiving in America. This is the last of our series about autumn festivals around the world. And in case you didn't know, the Thanksgiving story. Take it away, Mama. Well, the story goes, in the year 1620, there was a group of religious and economic refugees called the Pilgrims who fled England for a better land, America. The 66-day journey across the Atlantic Ocean in a ship called the Mayflower wasn't easy. And when they arrived, they were sick and weak and not alone. There were natives who looked a bit different to them, but were helpful and kind, teaching the pilgrims how to cultivate corn and get sap from yummy maple trees and which poisonous plants to avoid. As a show of thanks, a massive feast was planned at the end of the harvest season the next year in 1621. Sadly, such friendly encounters didn't continue as the settlers took over the native people's land. And it wasn't until almost 250 years later that Abraham Lincoln encouraged the early dinner of thanks on the last Thursday of November. But it was President Franklin Delano Roosevelt that made it an official holiday in 1939. And here's a little detail you might not know. He moved the date forward a week, hoping to give the flagging economy a boost. Extra time to shop in the run-up to that other holiday, Christmas. Regardless of its history, for most, Thanksgiving is a time to take stock and remember what you're thankful for. Like we do, right? Yep. And that's not all. Oh, no, it's not. As with most festivals, for many people, including our podcasting cousins from the terrific Book Power for Kids series, Thanksgiving is a time to see family and eat. Well, I think Thanksgiving, to me, means getting together with your family and uh, eating a good meal, spending time with your relatives and loved ones. Our grandpa always does a turkey impression every year, and it's amazing. 
For the past year or so, we've been going down up to our family in St. Louis and celebrating Thanksgiving there. But obviously we can't do that now because we're in lockdown. Yeah, so we would go up um, and have like a big family hangout and eat a ton of food and stuff. So, like we turkey, do vegetables, mashed potatoes, um, turkey, gravy sometimes. Yeah, green sometimes beans are good. Green beans a lot, yeah. I like eating the turkey skin. Since our mother's from Thailand, she likes to spice our turkey up with a special Thai turkey sauce. It has like garlic and lime and, and fish sauce. And then afterwards, we like to chillax a lot. We are pretty much like slug zombies. <laughs> slug zombies. Yep, I can relate to that. Thanks, guys. And that concludes our special coverage of autumn festivals around the world. Can you remember what kicked it all off? Oh, um, okay. The Hungry Ghost Festival in East Asia, the Sewin Festival, which became All Hallows' Eve, which became Halloween. Then Mexico's Day of the Dead. And, of course, Diwali. And England's Bonfire Night. And now Thanksgiving. Oh, how I love this time of the year. <laughs> so do I, especially the food. And as a special treat, we've put together an Autumn Festivals quiz. Have you been paying attention? Well, if so, go to our website and challenge yourself. It's newsyjacuzzi.com. And have a look at the Lucky Dip page, and you'll find the quiz there. Or on Facebook. Yes, of course. We've not really mentioned our little Facebook community much, but do head there and check it out. What's that? I'll tell you what. That's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight. It's Around, around the, the World, world in 80, 80 Seconds. seconds. Hold They say the test of a democracy is the smooth transition of power. Well, U.S. President Trump has accepted that a formal transition should begin for Joe Biden to replace him. President-elect Biden, who's been appointing members of his team, says America is back and ready to lead the world. The world's largest maker of latex gloves will shut more than half of its factories after almost 2,500 employees tested positive for coronavirus. There's been a big demand for the company's personal protective gear, but there are growing concerns about the working conditions of the low-paid migrant labor it relies upon. It might take one to three billion years for diamonds to form naturally, but Australian scientists have cracked it in record time. Squashing the substance carbon using the pressure of something like, say, 640 elephants standing on the tip of a ballet shoe, it's managed to manufacture sparkling diamonds. Previously, only Superman could manage something so magical. And as if we didn't know we were living in strange times, the annual tradition of the Oxford English Dictionaries choosing a word or two that sums up the year has expanded its list for 2020 to include a whole selection of words from COVID-19, lockdown and support bubbles to bushfires, Black Lives Matter and moonshot. Thank you for that fast trip around the world in 80 seconds. And now... I love this next story. It's time for Technology News. Technology News. Tech news. 
So last week we had a story about Scare Bears, those wacky monster wolf robots from Japan that are placed around villages and farms meant to scare away wild bears. Well, this week we have another wild robot story, and it's not about scaring away a predator, but spying on them. Well, on all animals, underwater animals to be precise, and not spying so much as studying. Enter the super duper. Wait, let's not steal our reporter's thunder. Swimmer, surfer, and ocean lover, Porter Robbins, it's over to you. Thanks, Leela. So you probably know, the ocean is one of the few places on Earth that hasn't been totally explored because the water pressure makes it hard for humans to travel deep down. High-tech underwater cameras and robotic devices have helped in recent years, but they're too slow and clunky to really move around much. But not for much longer, thanks to the super robot squid. You see, here in California, some clever designers decided to take their inspiration from Wait for it. From a squid. They're one of nature's fastest swimmers, and they're super versatile. That means that they can go easily backwards and forwards, changing directions and pace quickly. They use their strong muscles to draw in water, then rapidly push it back out. That basically creates a jet of water, which propels them forward at rapid speeds. You could even say they whoosh. <laughs> so. The designers at the University of California in San Diego built a soft robot that moves around like a squid. It kind of looks like one too, except this one has fairy lights on its tentacles that can shine green or pink, which is pretty cool. It was first tested in a lab and then went for a swim at the San Diego Aquarium. The designers are still perfecting the squid bot before it needs to head out to sea. In Los Angeles, I'm Porter Robbins for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks, Porter. Let us know when the Super Squidbot heads to the beach. And finally, our Lucky Dip story is super sweet this week. A little too sweet, in fact. Step right up, step right up, step right up. the Lucky Dip Machine. The Lucky Dip Machine. What's it going to be today, eh? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, no doubt. Well, folks, this is a story that defies belief. Do what? You know, defy what you sometimes do to me. Huh? Challenge, resist, disobey. Like when you don't set the dinner table or when you eat one too many pieces of candy, even when I've said enough. Ah, no, 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 that, that, that was the mouse. We don't have mice. <laughs> but defies belief. Belief? Ah, that means challenges our belief in something. In other words, you're not going to believe this story. Ah, gotcha. But isn't the story about India producing too much sugar? Yep. Oh, what a dream come true. Well, too much of a good thing, especially sugar, is a bad thing. As our correspondents, Amira and Anira Mirza, will tell you. The twins! Amira and Anira, hello! What could possibly be wrong with too much sugar? Hello, Leela. Leela, you know too much sugar isn't good for you. Sure, you get a burst of energy. You mean a whoosh? You love those whooshes, but after the whoosh comes that tired feeling. Eating too much sugar isn't good for you or your body. And it can rot your teeth. Yuck! But India has a very big problem this year. 
It's the world's second largest producer of sugar. But this year, India has produced too much sugar. Uh-oh. I think when you produce too much of something, especially a crop, that's called a glut, right? That's right. And this year, there's going to be 13% more sugar produced than last year. 31 million tons to be exact. Yes, what the people at the Indian Sugar Millers Association are suggesting. The Indian Sugar Millers Association, hmm? Have a party with lots of candy. Uh, no. There's a pandemic happening, remember? No one is having parties. So they're gonna make extra candy for themselves? No, wrong answer. Ah, they'll feed the extra sugar cane to the cows and pigs. Oink, oink. <coughs> nope. I know, I know. I've heard sugar can be turned into something called ethanol, which can be used as fuel to, you know, run cars and buses. That would have been super cool, but no. Okay, okay, then what is it? Leela, the Indian Sugar Millers Association has started a campaign to get Indians to eat more sugar. What? Yes, I know. They're putting out articles and conducting workshops in hopes that people will be inspired and make sweeter recipes this festive season. But they aren't mentioning that eating too much sugar can cause obesity and diabetes, which is a big problem in India. But we have our own idea for the Sugar Association, don't we? Yes, we sure do. Scientists at the University of Chicago have designed tableware made from sugarcane and bamboo. Unlike the traditional plastic cups and plates, which can take over 400 years to break down, this would take only 60 days to biodegrade. Now that's the sweetest idea I've heard all week. Thanks, you guys. You're welcome, Leela. And it's time to wrap up the podcast with the the top top five facts heard today. Fab fact number one. A vaccine is a substance used to help your body produce antibodies, which fight the disease. Fab fact number two. The American pilgrims fled religious and economic persecution in England aboard a ship called the Mayflower and sailed for 66 days before reaching America in 1620 and establishing the town of Plymouth. Fab fact number three. In 1621, a major feast took place between the American pilgrims and a group of Native Americans, which is considered the first Thanksgiving, though it didn't become an official holiday until 1939. Fab Fact Number 4 Squid are one of nature's fastest and most versatile swimmers, easily changing direction, using their strong muscles to draw in and push out water, propelling them forward at rapid speeds. Fab Fact Number 5 When there is too much of something, particularly a crop or a manufactured product, it's called a glut. 
And that almost brings us to the end of this episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. But not until we say... Thank you! (laughs) I was much more high-pitched than you. (laughs) Yes, so we have to say thank you first to Addicted to Politics at Olivia and Catherine, who wrote, This is one of the best podcasts in the world. I listen with my mother. It's the only kids' podcast she will listen to. I like this podcast because it's so fun and funny. And then Ari from At Your Level says, Love this podcast. My mom and I listen to it together and really enjoy it. Keep up the good work. Rekha Ashuamti, who also writes on Apple Podcasts, says, OMG, I love this. It's such a cute podcast to share with your kids. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's Thanksgiving after all. If you enjoy this dip in the whirlpool of news and information, then why don't you also subscribe and rate and review? Go on! And don't forget about the Autumn Festival's quiz on NewsyJacuzzi.com, on the Lucky Dip page, or on our Facebook page. See you next week in the Newsy Jacuzzi!